0: you helped us buy a new car and some of you from the church and the church all together helped us and you didn't know that I needed a car we were praying I was praying God our car is getting old and uh, having problems so I, we probably need another car and the church called I didn't even tell the church And God spoke to you. And you gave us the gift and uh, we were able to buy uh, a brand new car. And we praise the Lord and uh, we thank you so much for uh, your prayers and support for the ministry. And together we are making a big difference in India. Our daughter Stacy is 19 and... uh, for the last couple of years she has been trying to get into medical school and last year she passed the test that's uh, called NEET, National Eligibility Entrance Test into Medical School. And she passed the test and uh, this year um, she applied for a Uh, med school in Philippines she was searching for the colleges and uh, she found out the med school in uh, Philippines is more affordable Um, and a lot of Indian uh, students medical students go there and study there so she applied for it and she she got accepted and uh, everything was taken care Uh, last week she was admitted in the medical school and at present she is taking uh, online classes because of the covid they are uh, not letting all the students come from foreign countries and uh, this morning i were, we were talking to her on the way here and she said uh, in probably next month or so she will be able to go to Philippines. Please pray for her and uh, that God's will be done in her life. I tried to discourage her many times. When she said, I want to be a doctor. I said, you don't have to be a doctor. You can be something, you can, you're good with the computers, so you can get a job, IT or someplace. Uh, you don't have to be a doctor. I was telling that because of finances and the more I said more she decided to go <laughs> and uh, she was accepted and uh, she was admitted now and uh, please pray for her and pray for the finances that she needs and uh, we know that God will provide uh, for five years is going to be fifty thousand dollars total so that's even a lot cheaper than in India. So our son Jesse is 21 and he just wrote a, a second year of a degree exam and came home uh, last night. He was out for two two weeks in the college writing exams and uh, um, he said he did well and. So you can pray for him one more year in bachelors degree. And then he wants to uh, go to Bible school. And uh, pray, pray for him also. Covid has messed up all of our schedules and all of our things. Everything is going crazy. And it hit India really hard. When Covid hit in India, like people were terrified. And uh, when people die, and nobody go and help them to bury, so when people don't have any help to bury their dead, they were throwing the dead bodies in the rivers. Especially in Ganges River in North India. The river, the water is called, uh, it's called holy water. I saw that on TV when I was there last time. I can't get that picture off my mind. The bodies were floating and one side people were still uh, bathing in and worshipping their gods. And some bodies were pulled out and buried on the shore. And some were pulled out and cremated right there on the shore and uh, many, many fires everywhere and people' lifestyle was completely changed. Nobody goes to anybody's house and visit. There were about five million people died so far. And in India, this was last night news, It's about 900,000 people died and here also the same thing and uh, this is what's happening and we don't know what to do, we don't know whom to trust, we don't know where to go for help. They were saying the vaccine but we don't know how far that's working well or not but uh, people are still scared and um, As soon as the COVID hit, there were lockdowns and uh, shutdowns, school closings, church closings and uh, restrictions on travels, and it was very, very difficult even to buy food. There was terrible time for the people. There were a lot of people who don't have anything to eat. At the time, We managed to buy food and distribute it to the villages. And they were so grateful to receive the food. Even till today, some people come and help us, uh, ask us to help them. We need food, we need this, we need that. We are helping them as much as possible. And uh, please pray that God will take this virus away. We never experienced in our lifetime this kind of virus. When we don't have a hope, there is a fear and anxiety in millions of people's lives. And there was sorrow and sadness for those who lost their loved ones. But we are helpless, but we are not really helpless, knowing Jesus. And Psalm chapter 50, verse 15 call upon me in the day of trouble. I will rescue you. And you will glorify me. This is our God is saying to us. Call upon me. We tell the people when they are happy and having parties, call me. When you are happy, call me. But when you are in need, don't call me. The same thing, there are so many gods in in the world and they are worshipping those gods. They, you know, the Indian people are more religious than us. They spend hours before their gods. They walk miles to go to the temples and they sacrifice. remove all the jewelry they have and put it in front of their gods. Even though that religious dedicated to worship their gods, when they are in trouble, when they call, they don't receive answer from them. It's interesting, is it? They worship all the time, But when they are sick, or when they are in need, when they are in suffering for something, when they call out, cry out, there is no answer. But our God, the true God, Jesus is saying here, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, I will rescue you, and you will glorify me. What an awesome God we are serving. The living God. And He's saying, Call me when you are happy. Call me when you are in everything. Not just that. Call me when you are in trouble. Psalm 46, 1 to 3. Psalm 46, verse 1 to 3, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth should change, and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its Swelling pride. Our God is our refuge and strength. Our God says, Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. This is our God's promise. Our God is our strength and he is our refuge. And we can trust him. When we are in trouble, we can call upon him. And he says, here I am. God answers. There are so many Hindus cry out. When there is no God answer, they see a light coming into their room and saying, I am Jesus. I can help you. There are so many people have the same testimony that his, they saw Jesus and they changed, he changed their lives. And call them to preach. There are so many of them like that now serving the Lord and preaching the gospel and touching the people in many, many parts of India. Psalm 41, verse 10. But, O Lord, 41.10. Do, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's what our God is saying. Do not fear for I am with you. Even though we are going through all these our God is always with us. When you call, he is ready to answer. And in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, God is saying, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them their sin and will heal their land. This is our God is saying to His people if my people who are called by My name shall humble themselves and seek My face and pray, then I will heal and forgive their sins and heal their land. This world needs healing right now. The whole world is scared. And terrified of this virus. So many people are dying, but God has a promise for all of us, if you pray, I will answer you. So we have an obligation now to pray for the world. When we pray, things will change and God will heal the land, remove the virus from the earth. And the, the people don't have any power over it now at this time. But God has the power. Praise the Lord. And uh, we have a lot of children were out. Uh, they were sent home. As soon as the COVID hit, the government officials came and told us, send them back home. When we said, they don't have any place to go. Send them wherever they have relatives or anybody, send them home. We said, we have a secure place for them to stay here. But they said, no, still you have to send them. So we had to send all the children home. It's two years ago. And just recently, they lifted off sanctions. Almost two years, schools, Churches were all shut down. Schools, still not, private schools, still not uh, conducted properly. Not students coming in completely yet. So, our children were sent home. They are now coming back. But God is an awesome God, and uh, we are helping whoever comes, and teaching them, and they're going to school, and we are teaching them about the Lord. You saw the slides. There were so many young people who were raised and they have a better life now. And most importantly, they know about Jesus and serving some of them, the Lord. And we have some students that finished high school in our, school, in, in our children's homes. And we sent them to college. They finished two years of college, and now they want to go to nursing school or learn um, some type of trade. So we are sending them to nursing schools. There are three students now. We just admitted them in a, a nursing school, and they are so happy uh, to go to the nursing school. And some of them have already um, working as a nurses that were raised in our children's home. Like, uh, when we first started the children's homes, a seven-year-old girl carried a two-year-old brother, and another four-year-old brother followed her. And she came to our children's home and said, my mother died of TB, tuberculosis. We never know our dad. He left us. After my mother died we don't have anybody to take care of us. We were living in the streets, begging in the streets and no place to go. We heard about your children's home and we came to ask you for help. Could you please take us in and help us? And we took them in. They are now grown up and we married them and a seven-year-old girl became a nurse, and she is working in a hospital. And we married her, uh, her with another male nurse in the same hospital. And they are doing really well, and they came from a Muslim family. After they came into our children's home, they came to know Jesus, and they surrendered their lives to Jesus. And we married all of them now. When we went to marry, the youngest one, he was like 20 or something at the time, and uh, after the wedding, a young man came to me, and uh, well-dressed, well-built, and he said, uh, Sir, you probably don't recognize me, but I was raised in your children's home. And he said, my family was very poor, couldn't afford to feed me and educate me, so they sent me to the children's home. And that's where I heard about Jesus. And I received food, and I finished my education. And now I am working as a city administrator. One of the biggest cities is the administrator of that city. And praise the Lord. It was so... Happy to see this kind of young people come and share us. Everywhere we go to a meeting or some, some place, somebody comes up and say, Sir, we were raised in your children's home, and we are doing well. When we are serving the Lord, we came to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. What a blessing that is. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 36, For I was hungry... And you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. And you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. And you invited me in. I needed clothes. And you clothed me. I was sick. And you looked after me. I was in prison. You came to visit me. And the righteous will ask the king... The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Whatever we are doing to the help these children, help these people, we are not doing just to them. Jesus is saying, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you are doing unto me. He's taking it personal. You are not just helping them, you are helping me. Praise the Lord. And we have been drilling bore wells. Last year 13 bore wells and we are working on three now. They have been a great blessing. People drinking polluted water and getting sick And you saw the picture, the husband was carrying a wipe on his shoulders to the hospital. There are no transportation in the remote uh, tribal villages. Sometimes they uh, make a sling and put the uh, patient in that carry on uh, with the sticks. And that's the way they take them to the hospital. And this man was carrying his wife on his shoulders the hospital. Sometimes several miles he has to walk. These bore wells, when we drill the bore wells, their health's been improving. Just uh, a couple of days ago they sent me some videos. The areas they were taking these uh, uh, rigs, trucks, they made makeshift roads for that. All the villagers came, we need water. And our staff said, how can we bring the truck? They said, we can make a road. And they all worked and cut the road. And one side is a valley and one side is a mountain. And this was like not even a couple of inches on the side of the tire. And it was scary to watch that. But they managed to take these uh, rigs to those places and drill the bore wells, and people are so happy. Now our evangelists have a way to go and visit them and see their welfare, and also they share the gospel with them. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> there is still a lot of persecution is taking place in India. I heard just recently, I believe it is about 1,200 pastors were put in prison, no reason, just because they are Christians. Churches are being burned still, and pastors are being killed. That is what's happening. Please pray for them. And uh, this is our desire now that God put in our heart, to send out more evangelists to these remote places, In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a witness, then shall the end comes. If Jesus has to come, we have to finish this job here. There are so many millions of people never even heard the name of Jesus in these tribal villages. We want to send our evangelists to these places and help them. We have been helping them whatever they are in need. Sometimes we send them food, sometimes we drill the bore wells, and whatever they are in need of help, they see these evangelists see that and come and tell us this village needs this help. We are helping them, and uh, they are going back to preach the gospel. There are still so many villages never even heard the gospel. So we want to send more evangelists to these remote jungles and uh, preach the gospel to them. In Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, 'Here Here I am I, send me. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? If Jesus is standing here, where two, three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. When Jesus looked around, looked around the world and the people that never even heard the gospel and saying to us, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Here I am. Send me. Are we able to sell, uh, say those things to Jesus? Here I am. Send me. If God is asking us the same question that asked Isaiah, there is a lot of changes taking place in in, uh, in the world. There is floods, hurricanes. Everywhere you see there are hurricanes and floods destroying crops and everything. And uh, people lying to you straight face. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And if you say that you're a good person, you're a Christian, they're persecuting you. If you're a bad person, they say, that's good. We support you. If you're good, you have to go to jail. That's the kind of things that are taking place in the world today. We are living in the last days. I believe. So we have to be ready, no matter when Jesus comes, but we don't know when we leave this world. So we have to be ready and say, here I am, and praise the Lord. We thank you so much for your prayers and uh, all the support you are giving. You are not just giving to me, giving to our people in India, you are just giving to Jesus. He said, I will give you pressed down, shaken together, and running it over. He never fails is not a man to lie and he if he says something he will fulfill it in our lives thank you and god bless you
1: amen 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 thank you (laughs) amen would you uh stay here would you just pray for us as we we will pray for you but if you would just pray for us and this time and uh one of the amazing yeah. things with Jacob, when Judy and I were there 21 years ago, wow, oh my man. goodness, uh, Jesse was this big when we were, <laughs> Judy and I and our son Joe went to India, but he's been, uh, when he talks about the children raised up, they're, um, uh, that, that's been 40 years you've been doing this. Yes. 42 yeah. maybe?
0: 42, yeah.
1: 42. He and I, are the, <laughs> we've been at this <laughs> a long time. That's 84 years of insanity right here.
0: No, no. <laughs> we no, have been, been helping all this time? All this time, Long for 40 some years.
1: Yeah. Uh, we know Jacob and Jaya, and the, uh, the lives that are changing. So when you hear he said they were raised up in a children's home, many of them were like babies dropped off, yeah. or young ones brought by an older brother or sister, and now they are growing up and having children of their own. So this is Grandpa Jacob. <laughs> he, he has thousands of grandchildren <laughs> all over India. But uh, it's just a tremendous blessing. One thing I wanted to ask you, if you've heard anything about your prime minister or your leader of your country has uh, really made it difficult for the preaching of the gospel. He's made it hard saying, I want you out, and he's cutting off funds. Could you just speak to that just for a moment?
0: Recently, they've been after Christian organizations, and uh, they're looking for an excuse. close the ministries, we have a a number um, for the uh, non-profit organizations with the government. It's called FCRA, uh, Foreign Contribution Receiving Act. And if you don't have that, you can't receive any funds. And just recently they started uh, checking this and uh, if they find a small mistake, they're closing that. Uh, they are removing that number, uh, FCRA number, and ministries can do anything. There are already thousands of ministries has been closed. And uh, uh, they are inspecting our uh, ministries all the time. Almost every day somebody comes and inspects something. And uh, if they find something, they say, we are closing your ministry. and No reply, nothing at all um, from us to them, and then uh, we receive a letter, we close your ministry. That's what's been happening. So it's been uh, getting really bad. Christians uh, are like uh, um, persecuted for no reason at all, because they are preaching the gospel. My my heart's desire is, like all the dedication, all that time they spend in front of these idols who never speak to them and never answer. If they turn around, uh, turn to Jesus and do the same dedication and time to spend with Jesus, they, their lives will never be the same. That's right. That's right.
1: That's right. Be sure you ask him some more questions about that. But would you just stand? I'm going to ask Jacob to pray for us, and then we want to pray for Jacob and Jay in the ministry. Just pray for us,
0: brother. Father, we are so grateful for your love and kindness and grace towards us. Lord, even though it's cold and uh, difficult time, thank you for us bringing to your Um, presence. Thank you for the time you allowed us to worship you. Thank you Lord for your word and Lord we bless you Lord and we thank you. you. Thank you for Subfield Fellowship. They have been a great blessing to us and to our people in India and they have been uh, um, really a big source Up, love for all the people around and bless this congregation Lord and bring the people from the east west north and south and fill this place Lord touch every family that is representing here this morning if anybody has a sickness or any suffering from many other sicknesses COVID Lord, I ask you to send your Holy Spirit with power right now. Amen. And Amen. touch every one of them, Lord. Yes, Lord. And Lord, remove that virus and touch them and make them whole, Lord. Yes, Lord. Bind the enemy that's coming against them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Lord, Jesus. Lord, draw us closer to you, yes, Lord, Lord, so we can help worship you in truth and in spirit. Mm-hmm. Bless them, Lord, in the good health. And, uh, Lord, bless them financially and meet every need they have, Lord. Bless the pastor, Jim, and his wife, Judy, and continue to use them, Lord, to bring forth your word and change the lives of the people, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, and we praise you in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Father, I thank you that from here and uh, to India you hear our cry. When we have cried out to you in trouble, you have answered us. And in this day, we cry out to you you your answering. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for touching us. Thank you for your provision for us. And now, Father, I pray for... Jacob and Jaya and the ministry in India we see all the children all the, the evangelists all the uh, wells being drilled and the food being distributed amongst the poor Lord may every one of those get to the right people whose hearts are hunger, who, who you've drawn to yourself and may there be a great uh, evangelistic effort now in India that hearts would be turned and to change and Father I pray in a way that the government persecution that they would not be able to find Jacob. It would be invisible to them. They wouldn't be able to see him or to shut him down. But you would use them almost underground in a way that would continue to press and present the gospel in in the name of Jesus, in your name, I pray. And Lord, I know so many times that the Crusades, people are healed, people are set free from demonic oppression, from demon uh, uh, possession. And Lord, I pray that that gospel of power and anointing by the Holy Spirit would continue through this man and his wife and all the evangelists and people there. Thank you that we can be a part of that, that we can uh, even from here in Suffield touch in the mountain regions, the remote areas in India on this day. Father, I pray that the gospel would go forth in your name. Lord, uh, we want to be your people in this day. We want to be clean and holy in this day. So, Lord, I pray that this would be, uh, again, a challenge to us, but also the encouragement that you are with us and you answer us, Lord. We're talking to a God who hears us and knows us and answers our prayer. We bless you and thank you. Thank you for Jacob and Jacob. Bless them on this day with health. And as they go back here in a few weeks, Lord, uh, give them traveling safety. Allow them to enter back into the country and that funds can continue to go in the name of Jesus. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can we sing a song just real quick before we close? Uh, Again, I want to remind you, worship team, you can come. Uh,
0: We're leaving. um...